the Tech Petition Podcast for today, episode number next. I'm here with my brother Clarence. How's it going, man? Doing good, man. What is going on with you, sir? Um, not much, man. Just uh, <sighs> excited about some new developments and sad about other developments. So yeah, man. Well, this is our weekly cast where we jump on Facebook and we present. Starting last week, maybe more so, our stories of the week. And I think you have the fun one, so I'm going to go ahead and get the sad one out the way. Of course, we know about the shooting in New Zealand, the whole Christchurch thing, and we won't get into the details of that. That's not what we're here for. But we are here to talk about a little bit about the technology that surrounded that. And Indeed. How 17 minutes of the tragedy was actually streamed live over Facebook. And not only that, but the how we had this kind of domino effect of people reposting the video and maybe talk about a little bit of the technology and how it wasn't able to keep 1.5 million videos from being uploaded globally <laughs> over 24 hours. Uh, I mean, well, go ahead. It just it just goes to show you something we've known for years is once something's on the Internet, you, you can't delete it. It's it's yeah. there. Like as yeah. sad as it is and as unfortunate as it is, I mean that's the world we live in and you just can't delete anything from the internet. Yeah, but you would you would think in a situation like this they'd be able to prevent things from being auto uploaded or uploaded in that sense. They should be able to take if we've seen the video already, they should be able to automatically take it down. Now I do realize there are things that you can do to you can flip the video, you can yeah, flip, flip it upside it, down. You know, move it a you little bit to the left or right. You know, change the audio, bit. change yeah. the file names. Like there's all think kind of yeah. things you can do. Because yeah. I mean, dude, there are there are full movies on, on YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Where it's... they just flipped it they just flipped the picture <laughs> and the little computer can't detect that it's a movie yeah. the movie and it it's up there. Yeah. Like a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of stuff on YouTube that's copyrighted is it, the the it's flipped horizontally. So, I mean, there's only so much you can do, man. Yeah. Just really sad. And I won't even like get into the details about how, you know, people tend to blame me things on video games, which I think they tried to do with this one, which is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, by the way, it's utterly ridiculous. It, and it's, it's ultimately just sad to see. And we really have to kind of figure out how we're going to do this at these social media platforms, uh, mainly Facebook, <laughs> Uh, are going to do this going forward to prevent things like this, because, you know, it's going to sad to say it's going to keep happening. Hopefully not to this, you know, uh, this much of an egregious I mean, way, but it, it, it's going to keep that. Dude, somebody at my work was like, did you see the video? And he had it on his phone showing me. I'm like, I don't want to see that. You know, he had it on his phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? I was like, I don't want to see that, dude. Don't I, I just turned around. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> It's just sad. No videos on demand. It's just sad, man. And and um, hopefully us as a society can move away from that. And technology is going to have to have to somehow prevent these things in the future or curve it. They can't prevent it. Curve it as much as possible. Well, I mean, think about this, though. I mean, of course, given this was over 10 years ago, but I, I can remember like when I was in college when, you know, we were there was a lot of activity in like Afghanistan and like overseas. I remember like the, these 
they would post these terrorist videos of yeah. these terrorist groups holding Americans down and sawing their heads off and yeah. like holding their heads up. Like, and it's like, if you can't get rid of that, like, I don't know how, like that was when that was around the time where I just kind of like gave up the, the fight there. It's like, yeah. you can't, you can't, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like there's a whole lot they can do. It's kind of a nature of the beast thing. Like if you're going to allow people to stream stuff live and you're going to allow people to upload video, I mean, there you're, you're accepting a certain amount of risk. Yeah, true. And, true. and it's like, you know, I, I feel like in order, one thing Facebook could do is, you know, if people don't want, if they, you know, make it to where they can opt out of viewing stream videos yeah because like if you scroll if you scroll down you scroll down your feed you know give people the option to not look at stream video or give people the option to not look at video or even give them the option to only see video from people that they trust or that's in the close you know have that close friend like there are things they can do like i just feel like fighting the fight of trying to stop people from uploading stuff when you give people you've given millions of people the opportunity to upload anything. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a fight. That's gonna, it's going to be a hard fight to win. Yeah. Yeah, man. And honestly, some of the worst things I've seen on the internet period, sad to say, I've seen it on Facebook. I mean, some stuff I just like, how did this even, and then there's people having their accounts hacked and they're not knowing what actually going on, you know? And (laughs) okay, okay, this is not related to anything you're talking about, but I am so tired of people saying their their account has been hacked when somebody (laughs) makes a profile, takes your pictures off your profile, makes another profile, and tries to friend everybody on your friend list. That is not being hacked. They just copied you. (laughs) Yeah, they have done nothing to your account. They have created a completely new account. Yeah. And of course, they're trying to social engineer people. Yeah, true. You know, but it's not. They didn't hack your account. I'm just. I'm so. I see that like every day. Somebody's like, "My don't don't accept a friend request from me. I've been hacked." It's like, no, it's not you. But honestly, you kind of have to say that when you know our parents are on there, you know, and less tech savvy people, when it's it's just like kind of the nature of the beast um, going forward. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, shout out to our, our um peoples in the chat. Brittany and Cal. What's up guys? Hi peoples. Nice to see some folks in the chat. Um, fret not, fret not, Carrie has some gaming news for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So um last week I you know, to the point of almost gushing, was discussing the upcoming GDC Google announcement. Um, there was some things that happened that we pretty much expected to happen and some things that we didn't or some things I didn't. So I guess first off the new Google platform, because it's not a console technically, mm-hmm. although even that itself is arguable, you know, I guess it's just me being stu- stubborn, but even that part is arguable. I feel like it's still a console. <sighs> it's just not in your living room. It's in a data center. And this is why I say that they release specs for what each user will be allocated on the Google Stadia platform. Oh, it's called Google Stadia, by the way. I don't think I even said Is that. Stadia, 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 Stadia. I don't. I didn't watch the announcement. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably Stadia. Weird name, by the way. We'll, we'll go with Stadia. Weird name. Stadia sounds a bit pretentious, so <laughs> we'll go with Stadia. All right. 
so we have specs for each user instance of Stadia, and they are as follows. GPU, 10.7 teraflops, 56 compute units, high bit high bandwidth HBM2 memory, which is high bandwidth memory, the say generation or whatever. Custom x86 processor, 2.7 gigahertz, hyperthreaded, AVX2, 16 gigabytes of RAM. So you know what this sounds like to me? Just off the off the cuff, these specs. What's that that is a that is a Radeon Vega 56. Hmm. A Radeon Vega 65. 56 is 10 point the specs say 10.5 teraflops but it's 56 compute units and it's hbm2 memory so i feel like it might be a custom vega chip but it's probably just a vega 56 um uh amd is releasing their new gpus this year so i feel like uh google might have just bought a whole bunch of the old ones for like pennies on the dollar dollars on the hundred dollar whatever um and so yeah you have these specs in the teraflop the teraflop count there is actually more than the playstation pro and the xbox one x combined interestingly enough and that's allocated per user and my thing is this if you're gonna have that much firepower per user in a data center it's a console. It's just not in your living room. So so do we know if that's minimum specs per, or, or the lowest minimum specs per user? Or I would have expected it to be more scalable uh, to have it somehow play into the load on a system. If it's not that many people on, maybe they ramp that uh, usage up or that power up. Per user, it, I don't I don't. It might not so. be possible. I, I don't ten, think you can technically. do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they can do that because... The way they're the way they're pushing this is like a platform like you you have to have a minimum viable user instance, you know, Yeah. and I feel like if you're going to do that, you might as well just, you know, this is what every user is going to get, because I feel like if you get in the scaling and raising and lower graphics and all other stuff, it can be really, really complicated. But to me, um, having a single dedicated per user hardware doesn't sound scalable to me in the long run. What if, what if 10 million people sign up? Is that going to be feasible? I know we're talking about Google be here. 10 million GPUs <laughs> or at least, at least, you know, I mean, the other thing is this may not necessarily be a video card in a data center. They may have like these huge racks that have, you know, these huge like, um, I don't want to say crossfire to SLI, but yeah. these huge connected GPUs, this huge cluster and they just chop it up, you know, um, not necessarily physically, but it's probably just divided logically into those units. So, yeah. you know, so when somebody signs up, they don't have to, like, run to the warehouse and stick a GPU in the yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the course, data center. It's just, you know, it's just a rack or a, or, or a server thing while I'm being totally not technical right now. Another another interesting thing about this is that it's running on Linux, which yes. I thought was interesting. Um so, what else do we know? So, so we're we're figuring that's going to take recompiling of current games to their platform, or was that always in the in the picture? Um. Well, the two things I gleaned from this is one, you know, Steam already has a whole bunch of games that run on Linux, so I'm assuming they run on OpenGL. Yeah. Or they could be using some type of Wine implementation, which I don't think they would be doing, but. Um, it says Doom Eternal has been confirmed for Stadia, and Doom Eternal was on Vulcan. Vulcan's multi-platform. Um, it's basically next-gen OpenGL, 
Yeah, they're pushing Vulcan. I, I saw that in the don't, don't at me, but that's just how I feel about it. It's just the next version of OpenGL. Um, and it's multi-platform. So nice. a lot of the games that run on Mac and on Linux, they run on either OpenGL or Vulkan. Most of them run on OpenGL. There's, I don't think there's a lot of Vulkan games. Uh, what else? First-party games will be Stadia exclusives. Um, Makes sense. And, you know, we talked about them hiring Jade Raymond, who produced a lot of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, so they're, I mean, they're actually going to be making exclusive, which is one of the things we talked about last week that I think would be will be really interesting to see what they come up with and if they can come up with anything that would make people want to subscribe to this. Um, yeah, th- their demos didn't impress me too much. They had a few uh, demos. They were just more so showing technical capabilities, but their demos yeah. didn't really actually impress me all that much. But, the Battle Royale album was pretty cool, though. Yeah, where they where they were able to scale the user count because all the hardware is in like their data centers or whatever, so they're able to seamlessly scale the user count of multiplayer games, which is which was which I thought was interesting. Um, what else? <laughs> It's, it's funny you you uh, mentioned that it's going to be, you know, this dedicated hardware in the cloud because their tagline is the future of gaming is not a box. So, so. It, it is. It's box. It's just it's the whole somebody thing, else's you know, box. There is no spoon. There is no cloud. It's just somebody else's computer. It's the cloud is just a buzzword. Um, yeah, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. I have about a few high points. Maybe it'll come to you. Uh, what do you have it already or? Okay, I was doing to run through the highlights they have on their main. Oh yeah, go page. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead. so the future game not in a box. They're touting AAA games on various screens. Game where you want, when you want, play across multiple devices, including laptops, desktops, and select phones and tablets. Now, this is something they did show in the demo. Um, I forgot what the guy's name was, but he was going. Uh, of course, in up a shot was leading the keynote, but it was some guy that came out for a demo. He went from like a tablet to a Chromebook to a desktop to a phone and then uh, across all these devices seamlessly without having to uh, cancel one game and start another. Somehow it automatically knew he was on a different device. Now I don't know how that's going to work. And one of the cool things I saw, the really cool things that I thought was something that was very innovative, but I I never really had thought of it. You know, it is a, a measure to reduce latency and that is having the controller connect directly to the cloud rather than connect through the PC or through the tablet. The controller itself has Wi-Fi built into it that connects directly to the cloud to play the game. I thought that was pretty brilliant to to cut down latency just a little bit more. Yeah, no reason for it to go through the browser if you're not actually playing it. You know, it's it's a you know they they've been doing things sort of things kind of like this in MMOs. Some MMOs have a server side UI where mm-hmm. where you know the click that you click has to register on the server before it registers in the game. So I mean, yeah, I I think that's a really good idea to cut down latency. My only worry with that is like, I see it getting out of sync. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how do you keep all that stuff in sync? Yeah, how do you know if one part of the band, if the bandwidth on your controller is bad or your screen is bad, you're going to have a bad time, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that concerns me about this, to be honest, is how much is this going to cost? It better be cheap. <laughs> but, well, well, see, that's, that's the thing, is I don't see how they can make this cheap without losing their shirt. Because, 
All right, look. But it okay, is Google. Okay. You have to frame it in, in, in that aspect. It is Google. No, you can't. Google Google loses money all the time, and they but, close stuff but, down all the time. And they just reduced their hardware division because it wasn't making money. Dude, but I'm like, looking they, at the vast amount of server power these guys have and the potential. Server potential. It is something they're already that's already in their line of business. So it's not like it's not like they have to create the car from the start. You know, they already have a lot of but things. They do, but they do. Like, this is <laughs> this is custom hardware. It's True. not like they can repurpose old servers. Yeah, you're right. You're like, right. This is custom AMD hardware. The data center like, infrastructure. Of course, they have to throw in new hardware. But I, I think they have the basis to make it work. Just like I feel Microsoft has the basis to work it. Well, make it work. The, the infrastructure. They have the infrastructure to make it work. But like. <sighs> I don't know. Just hear me out here for a second. So a Vega 56, let's be generous. Vega 56, um, up until a couple weeks ago, they were like four to $500. I think now you can get one for like $350. i am going to be generous and just say $200. $200. Okay. Um, custom x86, 27, 2.7 gigahertz, multi-threaded CP- GPU, a CPU, sorry, Um 150 i'm just i'm just throwing some some base numbers out here so that's so we're at 350 bucks okay so memory 16 gigabytes of ram 100 bucks that is 450 dollars right okay so and this is just being generous you can't build really build a pc for that so but they're this is headless they're sticking in the data center yeah yeah they're buying it in bulk so that's why i'm being a little generous with the numbers let's divide that by 24 that's eighteen dollars a month, which I consider pretty good because I think on live five six years ago it was like twenty bucks a month and it wasn't even that great. So I agree with you, but we're just talking about hardware costs. They've stood up entire new divisions. They're they're first party developer teams that are making games for this, and this is just cost. This isn't this isn't them making money. This is them breaking even. Eighteen seventy five. So. I mean, this, this is not going to be. I don't. I don't see this being any cheap, right. cheaper than like twenty five, thirty five dollars a month. Like, I just don't see it. If but, it if it's cheaper than that, I would be delighted. I just can't realistically see it being cheaper. Than that. <laughs> but again, I think it's in how you frame it. Like another one of their uh, pillars was new ways to play through YouTube and beyond. Go from watching a video to playing a game in seconds, with even more innovative experiences to come for select games. So, I mean, I can envision a future. YouTube which I doesn't think, make money either. I can envision it. YouTube doesn't make money. What? It doesn't turn a profit. Um, I want to see that stat. I'm not too sure about that one. But in light of that, while you're looking it up, let me make my point. I think you can package that. It, I think I would pay if I can get play any game I want, get YouTube TV and I'm thinking thinking of it uh, holistically as the whole Google as a whole doing something with gaming integrated in with it as well. I think they can have a very viable entertainment platform that that encompasses television, gaming and, you know, YouTube and music. They have all of those pillars in place that they can they can bolster to sell a complete package. Now, as far as just gaming itself, I don't think it's going to be more than 15 bucks. They really, I don't think they can make it more than 15 bucks. 20 at the most. 20, 20 at the most. Definitely not more than that. Well, I mean, I just have two words for you, which is actually one word. Movie pass. 
That's a totally different topic, man. It, but is it though? <laughs> is is it though? Is it a totally different topic? Yeah. They yeah. pretty much ran themselves underground by charging, not charging enough. And I mean, if you think about what they were offering, people would have paid. I would have like honestly, if I was if I wasn't married and I didn't have kids and stuff, and I was single, like I would have paid forty dollars a month for that if I would have known about it. Yeah. You know, like, but it's just one of those things where, I mean, this can make money and I feel like it can be profitable if they charge more. But the the, the kicker there is there has to be a value proposition. And like you were saying, a lot of the demos and stuff they've shown for it, it's not something you would pay $20 a month for, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that that's the kicker. Like, if they have the next big thing, the next big thing. And it's only on Stadia, then you know I can see yeah. people think about it like this: people people still pay fifteen dollars a month to pay play WoW, yeah, to play one game, yeah. yeah, true, true, you know, yeah. Um, I just feel like the if they can if if they can show the value, people will pay more. And 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 think of how we're now in like a streaming generation. I'm not talking about from just videos, but um, you know, creators going online playing games. And being able to, oh, if you click right here, I'll give you uh, 80% off or 50% off. If you want to buy this game right now through uh, Google Stradia, click the button on my live video. I'm, I'm, I got a bunch of followers and I'll make some profit from that as well. Click on it, buy the game. You know, it could be more on a, of a, instead, we're thinking of a all-encompassing package, but it could be on a just buy the game for a reduced price and play it right now without installing anything. I just like again, I don't see how they can make money on that though. If you pay fifty dollars one time and get to play a game in perpetuity, then like how do they make money? How do they make money yeah. off of that? Yeah. I, I you know yeah. I don't, and, it, and here's here's another way to think about it. Like I I'm sorry, I like no, here's another way to think about it though. Here's another way to think about it. Spin up a spin up a server on AWS or even Google Google Cloud's platform and a basic server. Something all it does is Static serve static pages. Mm-hmm. One CPU, four gigs of RAM. You're gonna be spending like you're gonna be spending like fifteen twenty dollars a month for that. Just yeah. for that. Just yeah. for that. Yeah. Like so, I don't, I don't I don't know how they can make this profitable without charging more. So so Google did not uh, divulge their tiers, uh, pricing plans, and their just overall strategy for this so far so that that's something it's coming down the pike and we have to kind of just wait and see where they go with it so yeah yeah i don't know i don't know um we have to see what their business model is going to be for this <laughs> yeah and kyle asked um who do you see as google's main competition here um and then he had he said steam i don't think it's steam i don't think it's origin i think they have two main competitors one is microsoft's upcoming streaming service um, I can't remember what it's called. Game Now or what is it called? I don't know if they've even named it yet. The but it's competitor? The 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 Stadia competitor. Uh, XCloud. Number, yeah, I would say their number one co- competitor is XCloud. But even more so, kind of drawing out from that, I would say their their big competitor is consoles, game consoles. I don't Probably. I don't see this, I don't see this as a PC competitor simply because. Really? I don't see it because my computer that I have right now sitting in my room 
is more powerful than those specs. It replaces the PC. Did you see the part where it says 4K at 60 frames per second? It doesn't replace a PC. I can do more than I can do more than play games on my PC. I know, man. I can, I can upgrade. I can upgrade my PC. Like it's just, it's just like the console argument. You know, I don't think there's ever been a point where consoles have like, uh, uh, you know, the consoles like kind of ate the arcade market. But I just don't see with the adaptability of PCs. And by the time something comes out on a PC, it's already obsolete. Like yeah. I don't see like. You can't get that bleeding edge technology into a console or a platform. It, it just costs too much. The death of the master race. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> and, and, and again, on certain games, I can get over 4K 60 on my machine. On certain games, not every game. And you better believe anything that's doing 4K 60 on this, like the X1X, is going to be optimized to it's gonna be it's gonna have the bejesus optimized out yeah. of it. No, you no know, doubt. No doubt. You know, so <laughs> that's why I see it as a console competitor because right now there's only one console, you know, arguably two, but there's really only one that has any games that are 4K 60. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything on the PS4 Pro is 4K 60. I know they have 4K stuff, yeah, but I don't think anything is 4K 60. So, so you you, you did mention X Cloud, so let's talk about Microsoft's rebuttal in an internal memo. Memo, um, uh, Phil Spencer to the Xbox uh, crew. He says that, um, and let me get it right here. Google went big today, and we have a couple of months until E3 when we will go big. <laughs> <laughs> there were no surprises in their announcement, although I was impressed with their leverage of YouTube, the use of Google Assistant, and the new Wi-Fi controller, explains Phil Spencer. In his memo, Google is leveraging YouTube to allow people to view game clips and then instantly launch a game or share an exact game save to the video service, which... I, you know, again, like that's I, everything he says, what I feel about it, just the streaming service of Stradia, Stradia on its own, you know, not revolutionary there, but what they did with the controller and managed to do with uh, some of the shareability, they can do some things there that really that will be really innovative. And that's kind of yeah. what I'm interested to see. Agreed. And. And the other thing I will say about this, though, I know it might seem like I'm kind of down on it. I'm really not, because honestly, if they can get this to work and minimize the lag and latency in places that have decent Internet connections. And by the way, this will scale down for 4K60 if your Internet connection is in 30 megabits a second, I think. Yeah. So but if they can get this right and I feel like the competition is going to help with it, like not on live and Gaikai. Two small yeah. companies, like two big mammoth companies, two of the biggest companies in the world fighting it out over this. If they can get it right, it will change gaming. Like it will. Like not it 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 won't is this is not a might. I mean, there are even rumors that the X Cloud's gonna be on the freaking switch. Like yeah. it will it will change the way we play video games almost to the point to where I would even say we might be, you know, knocking on the door. <laughs> of the end of the gaming console as we yeah. know it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, man. <sighs> so, uh, do we even have anything <laughs> else? <laughs> I think I have another <sighs> Um, so as we know, and I want to ask first, have you played apex legends? Have you guys in the chat played X apex legends yet? Oh yes, it is wonderful. Yeah. It is amazing. So I know you're it's a big. Um, uh, what is the, the um, 
a battle royale fan. So it, how does it, in your personal opinion, like before we even get into the story itself, like how does it equate to other uh, battle royales that you've played? It is a good mix, in my opinion. It's a good mix between Fortnite and, in some respects, and um, PUBG. Um, and, you know, it's strictly team-based. So n- no matter how you queue up in the game, you're going to be stuck on a three-man team. Um, the map is big, but it's not so big that you need vehicles anywhere you need to go. You can get there on foot. Um, there's a couple like there's a couple abilities and stuff that make getting around a map easier. Um, it runs great. It, well, you play Titanfall too. Yeah, it's pretty much on the same engine. There are no Titans, or you know, you don't have any wall running or anything like that. But it runs silky smooth. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't played it, we got to get on and play it. It's 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 a really fun game. Definitely, definitely. So let's start oh yeah, and one more thing. It mixes it mixes um some of the stuff from like um what's the shooter the Blizzard shooter Overwatch where like you have champions that have special abilities and stuff. So it's it's kind of blending some different genres together. So that's cool. That's cool too. Sweet. So um, the story I have here is EA reportedly paid. Uh, Tyler Blevins, a.k.a. Ninja, a sum of $1 million to stream the game for 24 hours. And that, some of you are saying it's even less than that. So if you followed the launch of the game, they kind of announced it and then it was out like within a day or the same Did day. Did you give people remember. a chance to poop on it because it's EA? It was genius. Yeah. Let the game speak for itself. And And not only that, they somehow enlisted... Um, some of the some of the big streamers to play the game. Now, at first, people were wondering if that was like a paid promotion or it was just good and new and fresh and nobody knew about it and everybody jumped on. So we kind of have confirmation here that at least at least in the biggest streamers or one of the biggest streamers case that they actually paid them and paid them a sum of one million dollars to play <laughs> for a day. <laughs> now, well, think about it this way. Think about how much money companies spend marketing games a lot of times the marketing budget is as big or bigger than a development budget so if you think about it that way the most popular streamer in the world streaming your game for 24 hours one million dollars really isn't that much yeah i mean depending on how you look at it yeah i know um and i don't have the exact number i wish i did but i know after they initially launched their uh stock market numbers like shot through the roof and that's after coming off of a what is the other game that didn't do so well battlefront <laughs> battlefront no, 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 2 no 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 uh the the one anthem 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 yeah yeah it, it come <laughs> coming out the anthem kind of you know crashing crashing and burning they had this and you know just kind of lit a fire into everybody so i just find it very interesting that that streamers now have <laughs> the power you know, and it sounds like a lot of million dollars. This guy was already making Influencer. like half a million per month. He was already making like half a million per month. So, you know, what's the extra meal? We're we're in the influencer age, the social media age where a lotion company can pay Kim Kardashian $20,000 to make a tweet <laughs> about their product. Like this is this is nothing. Like if you think about traditional marketing and how much it costs, like if they got the 10 if they picked the 10 biggest streamers and they paid them each a million dollars. That's ten million dollars. Yeah. That's like a fraction of a normal marketing budget. I mean, yeah, to us that's a lot of money, yeah. but for the company, 
like ten million. Like if you can pay ten million dollars <laughs> and market markets, you know, have market saturation as far as advertisement for your game to the people who play it, like that's nothing. Yeah, it's a coup. It's a mate. Like it's smart. Like I. Yeah, and Brittany says he wasn't the only streamer that got paid. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they paid quite a few. Maybe not so much money, but <laughs> I'm sure they play they paid quite a few people to stream that game. And I think the telling and moment worth, of yeah, I was I think the telling moment of all that is they kept playing it because the game was good. So yeah, win win, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's a really fun game, and. With all the bad press EA got last year, this was the smartest way for them to launch it is to just not say next month or next week. We're going to, you know, just here it is. Play. Oh, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Um, and Do we do we have anything? I, I don't think we have anything else. I think that's it. I guess we can go ahead and wrap things up. Carrie, man, what are you working on podcast related otherwise? Um, well. The thing is, I'm not really doing a whole lot podcast wise or otherwise besides, you know, being on discussing Trek with you on Mondays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Like Kyle just mentioned Apple. There was one story that I saw that I thought was interesting that Apple will now allow you to add 256 gigabytes of RAM to an iMac Pro. Um, And it's like five grand. So I don't know who would actually do that. But there yes. you go. And, and um, nobody buys it. <laughs> so there's an Apple press conference Monday. Well, one uh, more thing. Is that about their new streaming service? And yeah, and I think that um, Netflix has uh, came out outright and said, Reed Hastings, that they're not going to be a part, part of the new Apple streaming service. So I don't know. If what? Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to make one dashboard where all the services can feed into it. I'm I'm not sure what they're doing. I guess we'll find out Monday. But uh, in a statement, I think they came out today or yesterday, Reed Hastings said they're not going to be a part of the service, whatever that service is. And I'm not, you know, still not sure what it is exactly, but they're they're not going to be a part of it. So interesting stuff ahead. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I'm 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 not I I think Apple needs to release a game console, man. Mm, no. We need no more game consoles. We no. need more game consoles. No. I want like ten of them. We need more development, uh more developers. We need more, more companies making games. That's what we need. I want a console battle royale. Not a cold <laughs> war. Right now we're in the cold <laughs> war. I want like console world war five or something. <laughs> Brittany's yeah. like no more game consoles more <laughs> more my wallet cannot support it give me more yeah man like you were saying before we are on a Star Trek podcast which can be found at discussingtrek.com if you're into Star Trek please check it out as well as subscribing to this podcast and checking us out on all the social medias including Facebook where we have a chat full of find friends who have joined us for this conversation alright guys well guess we'll see you next week same bat time same bat station very very quick very very quick very very quick very very quick I can't I can't beat that <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. 
Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com. Okay. Did I just do that? I did.